everyone, it's Scriptwriter Steve from Barbecue 2 Movies. Today is December 18th, 2020, and I think I have a pretty good show for you today. I want to talk about the vaccines. They're out. Everyone is getting it. I know people who got it. Um, I want to talk about the mask. There was an article in the New York Post about whether or not they work or not. And you know what? I want to talk about some movies. So why don't we finally get talking about movies and uh, get that out of the way because I haven't talked about movies for a while. There's some movies on the horizon. Wonder Woman is coming out on Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Are you going to see it? It's on HBO Max, by the way, and it's also going to be in the theaters. Well, I want to get to the theaters. How about you? All right. So a uh, word from the sponsors. Got to pay the bills. Be right back. Hey everyone, I'm back. That wasn't too long, was it? I think it's about a minute or so for that entire like um, plugs. Shameless plug from Anchor, by the way. They make me do, and I get they make me do it. I get about a couple pennies every single time they play it. And um, yeah, I think I'm making almost two dollars now for my podcast. It's amazing. It's gonna it's gonna snowball one day. It's gonna snowball to five dollars maybe one day. That'll be great if I'm making five dollars a day from this. Oh. I'm, I'm happy. I, you know, it's just this right here is just a, an outlet for me to talk. My posts are getting, they're, they're actually getting censored on Facebook right now. If I write something a negative about Joe Biden, it doesn't get out to my friends. <laughs> and then it gets taken down. I've had about, you know, three or four posts just about the election flat out just taken down. I wasn't even, I wasn't even warned by the Facebook Nazis. No, they just, you know, it was gone. I looked the next day, it was gone. And, and I tapped out a nice little thing. I, I didn't forward any article. They just didn't like what I wanted to say. And I think I'm on their crap list because, like, uh, they're out there. They're flagging every single post I write. They're flagging every single article that I share. Oh, they hate it. Oh, I did. And, uh, I, you know, I may switch directly off to Parler or MeWe, I think. But um, I checked those out. They're not as cool as Facebook. I have to say Facebook got their, their interaction stuff going on pretty good. And plus, I have some businesses that I run. So, I all, you know, most mostly everyone is on Facebook. So, I have to interact with my customers there too, right? Anyway, so let's talk about vaccines. Now, I know the majority of you, especially if you're conservative, you are anti-vax. And... Um, that's 100% okay. I respect your opinion, and I respect all the facts that you try to, you know, actually not try, that you, that you um, present to me. And I think you have a very strong um, reason why to feel the way you do. And um, I'm not here to argue whether or not you should take a vaccine or not. It is 100% your right. It's your body. So, um, and the government has no right to tell you what, you know, that you should have a, you should have a vaccine to, to have your First Amendment rights or all of your rights in America, right? You know, all of your all of your rights, um, they shouldn't be they, they shouldn't be based around whether or not you have you're vaccinated you're vaccinated or not, um, and um, so that's my opinion on it. But I am going to get it. I am hundred percent going to get it. I do think it's safe, and um, it went through all of the phases, and I do think that any vaccine that goes through all the phases is very, very safe. And phase one, two, and three, they do. Um, I think I think Pfizer had about forty-three thousand people who got tested. Zero, de I, I think um, zero deaths that were attributed to the vaccine, um, and um, and they had some allergic reactions here now. So right now. I actually know some people who had gotten the vaccine. Um, they're all frontline workers. Uh, these people are all, all in the medical industry. And um, 
they're all doing fine. They're all doing fine. They're all pro-vax and um, yeah, nothing was wrong. Nothing, nothing, nothing happened to them. And um, now there were a few allergic reactions reported from the Pfizer vaccines. This is the one that just came out. And that was in the news. Of course, those make the media because, of course, it didn't go perfect. And two of them, they needed medical treatment, but they're fine now. And I think these um, people who did take it, um, they naturally have allergic reactions to any vaccine or, and, and some other vaccines. They had some really bad bad reactions to it. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of times you know, the way vaccines work is that they trick the body into in causing an immune response. So... Some people's immune responses are very, very, very strong, and it's going to react very in a very poor way. It's going to get you sick. You know, some people, most people, it's not going to get you, you know, deathly sick. Some people get a headache, sniffy nose, and, you know, some people took the flu shot, and some of those, you know, have live viruses in there. And the one with live viruses, by the way, those can get you really, really sick. So, um, you know, and then, they, then they'll protect you from a virus that has already mutated. That's what's wrong with the flu vaccine is by the time it goes through all these phases, right, it comes out, it's about six years old, maybe eight years old. And that, and that virus has already mutated. Now, there is a company out there called Distributive Bio run by Dr. Jacob Glanville, a guy who just goes out there and speaks the truth. Um, he's really, really great. He's on Netflix, by the way. He's, he kind of reminds me of Egon, even though he's kind of like a little chubbier, but he rides a skateboard and all that kind of stuff. Kind of a hip new um, vi virologist. Um, but he is the one who was, you know, you know, um, talked about antibody synthetic anti antibodies like fighting COVID and everything, but he's creating a universal flu vaccine and um, one that would take, um, that would get rid of all of the flu altogether. So imagine that, not having to worry about the flu whatsoever. So even if it mutates, you know, 10, 20 years down the line, you're still not going to get the flu. That's really good news. And they're already testing it out on pigs. And the next thing is going to be human trials. So it's making its way through there. But they found, they basically found um, the similarities between all the flu. So, so for example, um, if they can, can attack the similarities of all the flu strains, which they have, instead of just the outer, the outer wings of it, then they actually have something. So they put it into these, um, so they actually put these um, flu viruses into these pigs and then infected them with the different types of strands of flu, and all of them came out with flying colors. And the flu, just to let you know, a lot, a lot of the pigs, the reason why they use pigs is because their, their immune system is very similar to, um, to humans. And um, that's that's pretty interesting, you know. It's really good. I, I'm always for like you know listening to knowledge. And again, not all vaccines are are good. Okay, there are some dangerous ones. There are some vaccines. I think some of the um, the polio vaccine, I think, too, wasn't very good. So um, it depends. Again, again, vaccines are just a category of medicine. So you have to be very careful. Be very choosy on what you want, on what you want too. You know. So um, if you want to just do one, if, if you want to get the, the COVID vaccine, there's going to be a plethora of them coming out. And some of them are going to have a live virus in them. So, you know, for me, I probably won't want to get those. Um, and then some of them are not live virus. Some of them are using the mRNA. Now, what's the, the um, mRNA is really neat. It's new technology. It doesn't have a live virus in there. So a lot of the people out there, you know, they're coming out there and saying, oh, this mRNA is going to change your DNA and all that. That's all a bunch of BS, all right? That's all just a bunch of, 
I hate to say it, it's a bunch of people who are kind of like just pushing fake news and passing it off as real stuff. And they're very talented story writers. This should be screenwriters like me working in the movie industry or, or, or like television, television industry making short movies. Um, but they're using their skills to just freak out people. You know, they're, and they're doing, they're very good storytellers. So it's like, you know, really tough to like discount them because they're so good at doing it. But I don't know why, I, don't, I have no idea what their, what their motivation for doing this is. But, you know, but they are, they're just pushing off fake information and they want to share it on YouTube and then it just catches fire. So um, anyway, the mRNA, it's new technology. It's actually used to fight cancer. And what it does, it tricks the body into manufacturing um, strong antibodies. So um, it's, uh, you know, again, it's kind of like, a, it, it's, it, you know, instead of using a live virus, it's a lot, it's a lot more safe. You know, that's a theory on it. So um, you do need two to, uh, for the Pfizer vaccine. Um, to work to get your um, to get your, your I guess your immune your immune um, uh, I guess uh, the chances of you getting infected again to get it, your immune system up so that so it, you have a ninety five percent chance of not being infected. Um, if you take just take one, you have an eighty five percent chance of not getting infected. So that's really really good. Now, how good is it? The polio vaccine was only fifty percent effective, and it got rid of polio. So just imagine that. So we, we don't have to worry about polio these days, but, and, you know, back when our, our parents were older, you know, they, the polio was really serious. I mean, it was killing kids and kids were growing up with a gimp leg or a gimp arm and uh, they were just getting from just going out to the pool. But get this, they didn't really shut down, you know, everything. They just still went out and they got polio and a lot of them died, but they, but the parents say, Hey, just go out, just go out there and, and, and go, you know, like that. They, they didn't, you know, uh, shut down the entire country at all. But finally, when they did get this polio vaccine out, you know, they were it was fed through a sugar cube and it was very, very safe. There was another one that came out later that did actually cause death. So that wasn't very good. But they all took the sugar cube stuff. It's 50% effective and it, and it basically wiped it all out. So what do you think when, when uh, you know, vaccines come out that is 90, 95% effective? Pretty darn good. And they're even saying it's, it could be 98% effective. So, um, that's really, really, really good. Again, so I'm going to go get it. I'm not sure which one I'm going to going to get. You know, again, because I'm just a regular person, not, I'm not on the front line. Even if I wanted to get it, I can't get it. And um, it's really good that the people who they are vaccinating right now, they're finding out that the Pfizer one and the new one coming out, I think, who is it coming out? It's not Moderna. Is it Moderna? It's not Moderna. Well, if it is. Well, whoever it is. Um, they're finding out that it works really good in people who are elderly. So that's also very good because usually people who are elderly, their immune systems are not strong enough to create antibodies. You know, again, with a vaccine, you're trying to create an immune response, right? And um, the fear was that their immune response wasn't going to be strong enough. And, and, and um, but that's why they're taking, they're, they're taking two shots. One is a booster shot to get their immune system high. And then you take another one to create the antibodies. And that's why it's so important. Now, they are finding out that people who are younger who take the vaccine, they tend to get hit harder with, um, with more, with more um, adverse reactions. So some more, um, more of like a, like a, a headache, um, runny nose, a cough, or, or just feeling unwell. Um, that's because their immune, their immune systems are very strong. So if you're in your 20s and, or, or 30s, you may get hit a little harder that day, you may have a headache that day uh, from the vaccine. 
Um, but if you're in your 40s, they said your 40s or 50s, like me, I'm 43, going to 44. Um, they said, oh, it, you, you probably won't have a very strong immune response. So that's also good. You know, I don't want to get a headache, even though I get a headache after I work out sometimes. So um, now on top of that, you know, here's the interesting thing. Um, there are other treatments coming out. So not, not for everyone who's not going to be taking the vaccine, there are going to be, there are going to be synthetic antibodies coming out. So um, the stuff that Trump was on, the Regeneron, um, and also distributive bio when they have theirs that come out. And there's also a handful of other synthetic antibodies. Um, that's kind of like getting a vaccine. But um, the difference is that these are synthetic antibodies. So you inject it into your body and automatically you have these very strong antibodies in your blood and they're going to attack the, the, the COVID and make it smooth as a baby's butt so it can't infect any of your other cells. And you know what? You won't have to wait for an immune response. Like with the vaccine, you have to maybe wait three weeks for for an immune response to happen. You know, it slowly builds up, and then you take the second one. It's another three weeks. So, again, your the whole process of you of you getting completely immune uh, for a vaccine would take two months. When you take a, um, a synthetic antibody, it's going to be instant. Like that that the the, the 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 time that you get the either in shot or an IV. And Regeneron, in that case, it's an IV. Um, it's going to take, you know, it's it's instant. So you're going to get good immediately. And we saw that right before our eyes when um, uh, Trump went in there not feeling too well. And he, and he basically went out there and three days later. He was felt like, remember he said he felt like Superman, right? And then Giuliani got it. And then he got okay within three days. And then um, Ben Carson, he got it. And then he felt better within three days. Um, so they're all different. So they're all different um, treatments out there. So if you don't want to get the vaccine, that's fine because they're going to have the synthetic antibodies out there. And so if you get sick, you just go to the hospital and get treated. And the really cool thing about these synthetic antibodies is that they're going to, they'll be inside your body for about, I think four, four to five months right now with the Moderna things, they'll still be floating around in there. So, um, that's why Trump, he may not actually be getting the vaccine, um, uh, very, you know, soon because, they, they're not sure if that will have an adverse reaction to the synthetic antibodies that are already in him. He's immune for about four months from the time he took it. That's with the antibodies. And right now, they also don't know what the reaction is with your regular antibodies. So did, his bodies, did, his, did Trump's body produce regular antibodies even because he had synthetic antibodies in there? How strong is his current antibodies? And they're finding out with this Pfizer vaccine that it really doesn't help people who had COVID before and who have regular antibodies. And it does make sense, right? Because why would your body, why would your, why would your immune system create an immune response if you're already immune to it? It doesn't make any sense, okay? It does not make any sense. Now, on a lighter note, uh, well, not really a lighter note, on a sad note, we'll see a sad note, very extremely sad note, because this is... Here in Hawaii, a 43-year-old, a 43, 43, same age as me, 43-year-old football coach in Oahu, he died from COVID. Very nice guy. I don't know him personally, um, but um, he's a family man, and he got infected with COVID, and the doctors told him, the doctors told him just to isolate himself, quarantine himself in a hotel, and that's it. So this was happened back in November. He just died yesterday. And, um, you, know, you know, he was doing fine. And then all of a sudden he deteriorated Then they put him on oxygen. Then he could hardly talk and then he passed away. What do you think about that? 
What else did he take? Nothing. The doctors told him, just isolate himself. Just go to the hotel and isolate yourself. No, no hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, remdesivir, no quercetin. Didn't tell him to take vitamins A, D, or C, or E. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Right? And, and this is the problem. With when it comes down to COVID treatment again, and my main thing is, is that your doctor makes a big difference. So I know all of us, we say, hey, it's a 99.6% survival rate. It actually is. But if your doctor sucks, you're in trouble. If your doctor says, hey, if you say, hey, I got COVID, and then you just say, go home, you're still going to be sick. You're not going to feel well. And that's what they're doing to these NFL guys. They get sick. You know, you know who was that guy? Lamar Jackson. He got sick. They just told him, go home. They didn't even try to treat him with hydroxychloroquine. If they tried to treat treat him with any of these things out there, then they would have like, you know, been better. And you know, here's the thing too, these doctors who just, you know, and I hate to point my finger at doctors because doctors are so good, but there are so many doctors out there who just discount taking vitamins. You know, like we know, like for me, I'm doing research here and I find out as we get older, our, um, our pituitary gland, it, it produces less vitamin A out there. So we have to take vitamin A supplements out there. So, and the vitamin A is very important to regulate our immune system. And if our, we don't have enough vitamin A in our immune system, our immune system can overreact to a lot of things. And that's what's happening a lot of times with, they're finding out that people who, who die of COVID or, or who, who die of COVID, um, they're obese in part, in part when they're obese, the pituitary glands um, doesn't protect, doesn't, doesn't create enough vitamin A and therefore their entire immune system just overreacts. And if you have diabetes, diabetes, the same thing can happen. So you got to take, you know, if you're, if you're not going to take the, the vaccine, make sure you, you know, you don't have to load up on vitamin A, but just say, hey, I want vitamin A. Vitamin D is really important for immune system too. That, that also makes sure it doesn't overreact. Vitamin C makes sure your, vitamin, your immune system is strong. And then vitamin E is just overall health. Now the doctor is saying, oh, you don't need this. You don't need it. Just go home. Go home. And, and then they'll discount. If I say anything, they'll say, oh, yeah, they'll agree with it, but you don't need it. Don't have to take a multivitamin. Don't eat, even though they probably take a multivitamin. And you know what? I talked to some doctors. They don't even know about quercetin. None. None. And they're on the front line here in Hawaii. But and I, I talked to him. I said, aren't, aren't you a part of the, the closed um, the closed Facebook group that I'm part of? On, because, you know, I, I think I told you this before. I'm a part of a, a closed Facebook group that, that, um, that, that with doctors on the front line across the world and also in America. And they're, and they're out there talking about how they're treating it using hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, remdesivir, quercetin. And the Hawaii doctors, no, no, they're not on there. Now, there's some of them that are on there. I think I see them. I've, I've seen their response, but a lot of them, no, no, they just go with like Kaiser. They have to go with the upper guys over there and say, well, whatever the CDC comes out. So we're not going to give you um, HCQ, remdesivir, even ivermectin, nothing, nothing at all. And, and over there in Australia, by the way, they're using ivermectin to, to save people. It cures them right away, like a really high dose of ivermectin. It's really amazing stuff, but they don't want to do it here in America for some reason, for some, for some way. So there's some doctors who are, who are actually doing it too, though. But, yeah, it's really sad. So this 43-year-old guy, you know, my age, my age, he's a little bigger than me. He's a little, little, little fatter than me. But then um, still yet, you know, he died. He, I don't think he had to die. His doctor sucked. And that's why he died, right? And I hate this too. You know, right now, <laughs> I, 
I, I saw a press conference with Joe Biden out there, and he said, after he takes office, and say he takes office in January 20th, right? He said, in one month, COVID will be basically gone, and by the summer, it's going to be gone. And this is a testament to how good of, of um, a difference of, of fighting COVID in, in his administration than Donald Trump's. What a bunch of baloney. Now, I don't disagree with him that probably by February, it's going to be pretty much close to, it's probably going to be on its way down. And by the summertime, it's probably going to be on the way out. All right. I am not, you know, that is 100% true. But it's not because of him. Nothing that Joe Biden did contributed to this. None. Remember he said, oh, he wants to do a 100-day mask wearing thing. No, that, that's not going to help. We're going to get into the mask whether or not they work or not too, just in a little while. So this right here, you know, all lies again from the Democrats. They're going to take credit for what Trump did. You know, if they get into office, which I still don't think they will, but you know what? They want to take credit for what Trump did. Operation Warp Speed. Like even, if you don't, if, even if you don't like the vaccines, he got it done. He got it done before the end of the year. It's out there being distributed. And about three weeks, we're going to see a big difference in deaths. Especially like, you know, from the hospital workers and the, and the elderly out there, that death rate's going to go down. All right. Okay. So um, why don't we talk about mask? We'll talk about mask right now. Full disclosure, I hate them. I really hate them. Uh, I'm asthmatic. So when I breathe in there, it's already, <laughs> you know, I work out a lot. I bike a lot. So my lung capacity is really, really high. Um, you know, my heart rate's under 50 a lot of times because, uh, you know, I bike so much. I bike hills. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm in pretty good shape. Um, even though if I'm, I'm heavier because of COVID, I'm still in pretty good shape, at least heart-wise, you know. But, you know, I do need to lose probably about 20, 30 pounds, I think, just to get into to get into more uh, more lean, you know, than I want to be. But I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. But um, because I have asthma, um, my lung capacity, capacity isn't the same as others. So uh, if I really want to bike a lot like that to increase my lung capacity, I'll just take an asthma spray. You know, one of those um, sprays that, like, like Obuterol, which they ban on the Tour de France. It makes a huge difference, by the way. You, you take that. If you're asthmatic and you take Albuterol, your, your, your lungs just open up. And because your lungs are already overbuilt from not b being able to breathe a lot of times, um, you just your lung capacity is like huge. It's like I can take these long, deep breaths, and um, it's really unfair to other people. You know, so, but that's why albuterol was banned by the Tour de France, by the way. But um, when I have that mask on, it's tough to breathe. It's really, really tough to breathe. And uh, but I still wear it. Wear it now. Some of you have said, okay, you've gotten used to the mask, and some of them, you know, my my parents are okay with wearing. Well, not they hate it, but then they can wear it. Um, so I wear a bandana and I roll it up there, you know, I roll it up in the little triangle and, um, I only use a single, I roll it up. So I have only a single triangle of cloth like right above my, um, my mouth. And it just drapes the triangle at the end of the triangle. The point is right to my chin. So you like, I literally could breathe out and that, that flap, if I breathe too, too hard, that flap will like come up and then, <laughs> then um, you'll see my mouth. It does absolutely nothing to protect me from so-and-so COVID. Um, I have, I have uh, some people I know, some Facebook friends um, who, who wear a mask, and it, it's just one of those decorative masks, and you can see directly through them. 
and just see their mouth. So it, it does absolutely nothing, and they haven't been infected by COVID. Um, the CDC came out with a report and said that of all the people who got infected with COVID, I think 85% of them wore masks. And then they said, oh, but that doesn't mean that masks doesn't work. You know, um, masks do work, but why is 85% of, the, ma- of um, the people who are infected wearing masks? How do you explain that? You can't explain that. Now, you could just say, oh, well, maybe there are more frontline workers. But the truth is, most of America, we wear masks. And if you look at, if you look at the data, and Hawaii was part of the study, the, the second that day or that people started wearing masks is when infection rates started going up. And, and you know, for, for a lot of countries, it started the same way too. So is there a correlation? I don't know, but it sure does look like that. You can, you can tell that story. So here, here comes this. Um, so these guys over there in, I'm not sure which country they're in, but they're, they did this um, report on mask study. And they're, some of them are virologists, um, epidemiologists. A lot of them are scientific engineers, and they, and they study airflow. And they found out that when you wear certain masks, and we're talking about, say, the surgical mask, the blue surgical mask that is triple layered or, 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 or six layered, the one that kind of folds and all that. They said, you know, this is very, very good. Um, so the way they test those is that they'll put this on this cage and they'll shoot COVID one way and then they'll see how many particles it catches. And the truth is that, it's, is that when it's worn, when it's done in this controlled lab, um, it does protect 85% of the particles, close to 90% of COVID particles cannot go through. Even though, even though um, it's it's a little porous and they could they don't go through. So fifteen percent goes through, about nine, ninety to ninety to eighty five percent that they don't make it through. And uh, so if with that study would say, wow, surgical masks are almost as good as N ninety fives, right? Well, here's the thing: when you wear a surgical mask, um, what happens is that. They said that because a surgical mask, any mask, in fact, even a cloth mask, they're saying, what happens is that you breathe hard, you actually breathe harder. So you actually inhale harder. You inhale more through your nose and inhale through, more through your mouth because you are cutting off your ability to breathe. So now the suction, one, the number one is the suction is greater. So now you're sucking. So if there's COVID around there, the odds of you sucking in that COVID, they actually increase. Now your mouth is more like a vacuum cleaner rather than just breathing in normally. So if you just actually breathe in normally, you wouldn't be sucking in that much COVID, right? But now you breathe in more, so now you're going to get more COVID. So if there's COVID around, you're going to get more of it. (laughs) And then to complicate it too, they said the way the mask is made, the way the mask sits on top of your face, it, it creates these little creases and little holes in it on the side of it where it touches your face. And this causes like a wind tunnel. So that in these areas where you have these little cracks, especially the surgical mask on the side, wind or airflow is really much greater than much greater than usual and it goes straight to your nose where covid infects you more so again so now you have covid if it's around it's like funneling into there at a greater speed and going straight into your nose cavity and and they they replicated this in, in computers in computer models and also through i think using smoke and everything like this and just showing it like how it just goes goes in and, and the truth is like you know you know, some of my friends, you know, they're wearing the, <laughs> they're, they're wearing the mask and we go into the men's bathroom, which just smells like crap a lot of times, you know, I mean, it's not the cleanest thing for, I'm not sure if the women's bath, I've never been in a women's bathroom, by the way, but I'm sure, <laughs> you know, the men's bathroom is, is horribly stink. 
And I asked the other these people and my friends, hey, can you smell the poop? And they're like, oh, yeah, it smells horrible. But the truth is, I said, take off the mask now. They're like, oh, it's not, not that bad. So it's actually getting concentrated, you know, in there. And then one of my, one of, you know, my father, he, he vapes, right? And then I said, you know, I'm just curious. Why don't you try blowing out the smoke while, while you have the mask on? So he blows out the smoke from his vaping. And if you vape, you should try this. Put your mask on to blow out the smoke. And you'll see all this vapor. It comes out every single which way you know, through all the holes and everything. It's completely, and it comes out like a chimney, like, like really a lot, like with a lot of velocity. So again, imagine that now when you breathe in, it's going in the opposite way, right? Because you're breathing in and exhaling, it's still a lot more. Um, and it comes at a much greater, greater rate. So you're, you're, more, you're more likely, if you have COVID, to spread it, spread it out more. And if, if it's in the air, you're more likely to breathe it in more. So do masks actually work? There's a big argument, a scientific argument to say that it doesn't. So it's up to you. I report here and you decide. I'm kind of like Fox News, except I'm not liberal. Okay. That's about all for the news right there. Oh, one more, one more picture, one more thing with about the news here. We're going to talk about really quick about the Dominion machines. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. Um, so, so I'm not sure if you caught it though, but a couple days ago, <laughs> the Dominion CEO testified in front of in front of people via via Zoom. Right? Via, he did he didn't want to be there in person because of COVID. <laughs> right? So, um, he admitted that about. Some of the machines do have um, are hooked up to the internet, and all of the machines have an RJ45 plug that goes inside of them. He said this is this is completely so the machines could talk to each other, and the, and then but here's the thing: if one of them is hooked up to the internet, then all of them are hooked up to the internet. You know how it works? Like when you have your home and they're all connected together, right? And then, and then he says, oh, but there's these computers are not meant to um, be connected to the internet. They're running software that naturally connects you to the internet. I think they're running of Windows. They're all running Windows. Windows connects you to the internet. It's automatic. I mean, it's really hard to turn off that feature. So, um, you know, I'm not sure. I think he's lying through his teeth over there. Really, really lying. So uh, I'm not sure what to say about that. But the, here, here's the thing, too. Um, I'm very positive that I'm pretty sure Trump is still going to be in office. Um, it, things are looking pretty interesting. It says the Supreme Court, we're not, going to get no, we're not going to get help from the Supreme Court, but right now it looks as though the Democrats are doing everything in their power to push, to, to create this image that Joe Biden is the president-elect, right? And in any other way, in any other form of election, I would agree to it. But right now... The way that this election came down, the results, there's a lot of questions on there. And they're out there saying, man, I, I saw this, this testimony. It made me so angry yesterday, you know, that, that this one guy out there, he said there's no evidence. Again, saying no evidence whatsoever. And all of, every single person who testified and signed an affidavit, they're either liars or they're crazy. All these people are liars or crazy or they're being manipulated by Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia again. And he also said this, he said in 2016, they accepted President Trump's election as though he had bought it legitimately. No, they did not. They tried to get him out of office all the way till before COVID. And then he denied that they were trying to impeach Trump. Really? Really? This guy's an idiot. This guy's a senator lying there. You know, 
I wish they could put those put some of these like people, these politicians, on into jail for lying, lying. But they 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 can't. They can lie while in, in they can lie during a hearing, and nothing will happen to them because because they didn't put themselves under oath. Isn't that great? All right. Next topic here is going to be movies. Um, I got to take a break first. I got to get a diet soda and come back and talk about some movies that are coming out. Um, and uh, no movies this weekend, though. Just want to talk about some movie stuff, all right? Okay, be right back. Hey, everyone. I am back. Hope you miss me. Um, so we're glad we got the politics out of the way. And, uh, hey, I just wanted to talk about some movies I really miss going to the movies. I really, I really miss going to the theaters, you know, here in Hawaii. And I'm sure you have it up there where you live. We had, you know, they modified our theaters to have less seats. And we had these rec reclining seats, you know, and they, they changed all of our theater things into these, these really good recliners. And they're like sofas, you know, you put your feet out there like a lazy boy. And uh, it was great. It was all made out of leather and uh, the little food trays in there and, you know, the, the only problem is that, you know, <laughs> you, have to, you, you, could, you, could, you could go to sleep during a movie if it wasn't very good. And then I've done that a few times over there. If you recline too much, you go to sleep. So uh, the other news here is that, well, um, there's not many movies coming out for, and that's pretty surprising, right? Well, not really. But um, 2021, a lot of the movies that were postponed for 2020 in the summer they're just going to be going out into the theater. So we're going to be getting tons and tons of great movies out there. Um, there's going to be Top Gun. There's going to be um, Venom is coming out. And by the way, Venom 2, this is Venom 2. It's going to have Carnage. And um, Woody Harrelson is going to be there. And Tom Holland, again, that's the new Spider-Man, right, who does a really good job. He has a confirmed cameo in there. So there's going to be Spider-Man, Carnage, and Venom in there fighting. And this Venom, he's a little different because he didn't get his powers through Spider-Man. In the original comic, um, the, the symbiote, again, attaches to Spider-Man, and then it, it, it attaches to... Um, who's the guy who plays Venom? But, but you, you know what I mean, right? I forgot that whole storyline. But he was another reporter that Peter Parker didn't like. You remember how, you remember how that goes. Well... That's not what happened in the Venom in the Venom that's in the movies now. So um, it's a lot different, but Spider-Man will be in there. So isn't that pretty damn cool? And now we also have um, Black Widow that is going to be coming out. We were waiting for that. And um, if, you, if you don't remember, Black Widow died. So I think Black, this is a prequel, I think, to like um, how she got to be Black Widow. So Black Widow is finally is finally getting her movie after she died. I, I think George Lucas ruined this entire prequel thing. I, I really don't like prequels. I think I always think the story should just go forward. Um, and then there's the Eternals coming out. This, this is all the MCU stuff that's going to happen. And then Shang-Chi and the Legend of Something. I, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I have no idea what that is. Um, and then there's Morbius that's coming out. Morbius is the, the vampire movie. I think Mar um, the cinem cinematic version of like um, of a vampire. So that's coming out there next year too. 
The other big news, though, is that they pushed back Captain Marvel all the way to November of 2022. Um, she was supposed to head up the whole MCU thing, and then there was a huge backlash of, like, um, the huge backlash of just Brie Larson. And I, I think a lot of the people in, in the MCU universe, um, the, I think the actors, they really didn't like Brie Larson at all. Like, if you looked at, if you just read the body language of them being interviewed all together, it didn't, <laughs> it really, really, really didn't look good. If they, they were, you know, not facing her or correcting her. And, um, so anyway, like, I think they pushed her way, way, way down there. They're not, you know, November 20, November 2022, that's pretty far ways out there for someone who was supposed to headline the MCU. So, hmm, I'm not sure what's going to go on there. There were some rumors that Brie Larson was going to get replaced, but um, I think the um, Disney came out and they dispelled those rumors. There is a new director, though, and that's good news because the old directors who are just horrible, I think they're like either a boyfriend or girlfriend team or two friends and all that, um, who uh, who basically tried to... They made... They made Mar I think that... I, I think they made... Um, I think Captain Marvel into this type of woke character and indestructible and this person, this woman who was just anti-men and made, and they made every male character in there was just weak, 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 weak. And it was just horrible. And then, and Captain Marvel was just way too strong. Now we know Captain Marvel is strong, but she's not, she is not the strongest character in the MCU. And uh, it really kind of ruined, you know, the, the last movie, um, I get, uh, for, for, um, I, I guess the, 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 the last, the last movie, what was it called? What, what was that movie called? That's right. That's Avengers Endgame. Uh, brain farting here right now. It's 5.45 a.m. in the morning, by the way, I'm doing this thing. <laughs> so, uh, kind of, kind of falling asleep while I'm, I'm talking to you. No, I'm not really. But anyway. Yeah, the Avengers Endgame, there, you know, because you put in Brie Larson, her character was just so strong, where she had to save Tony Stark from, like, and he had to move his, she had to, remember, he was, he was uh, there with, um, you know, ready to die, and, uh, and, and, and there, the ship was so, you know, there, it was just, the Milano was injured and just floating there in space, and he didn't know what to do, he's like, giving his, like, last wish over to Pepper, his last message over there to, to Pepper, and, and then all of a sudden, Captain Marvel appears out of nowhere and saves his life, right? Oh, big hole in, hole in that story. Because remember, <laughs> Tony Stark is wearing this arc machine, right? Remember that, that, that arc machine that, there on his, on his chest? And that thing can power an entire city, let alone the Milano. So if your arc reactor thing on your chest can do that, it can power everything. And you don't need... You don't need... Um, you don't, need Cap you don't need Captain Marvel to come there to save your life. They could just fly back. Easy as that. Easy as that. But, you know, again, they had to write her in there because... And then they wrote her... As soon as, as, soon as she came in, they wrote her out. And, and then she came back in at the last end. And then, remember, at the last end, you know, again, she, she was uh, out there. She almost beat up Thanos, and she had that one scene with all the women out there. It was just a woman, a woman empowerment scene. So it was just horrible. I mean, everything, every time you see... Captain, Captain Marvel, it's going to be a woman empowerment type of narrative. And, and to me, I'm all for strong characters, I, strong woman characters. I like Wonder Woman. Who doesn't like Wonder Woman? But you don't have to write it, you know, to make a point. And that was a problem with um, 
Captain Marvel. It, it was just written, you know, just to push a narrative that, of woman power. You don't need to do that. You could just write it the way it is. Write it as, as though she's a strong character. And put strong male characters in there. And, you know, put a strong... My main problem with, with Captain Marvel... Well, first of all, it was directed horribly. You know, the way it was told the story. But the script was bad. Um... But the antagonist, whenever you, have, whenever, whenever you write a story, your antagonist has to be very, 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 very strong um, because your, your protagonist is just reactionary. So protagonist is a good guy, antagonist is a bad guy. Um, the, the protagonist was, well, with the antagonist, right, with this one guy and uh, in the, his greatest, his greatest we, uh, weakness, or his greatest strength was, was, was holding her back from being her fullest potential. And and that's what Captain Marvel was. She was being held back by a man, and all she had to do was close her eyes, and just think about all the men that held had held her back throughout her entire life, and then she was able to beat this guy up as though he was nothing. She knew how to fly, use all of her powers, and you, all the great superheroes, even Superman, had to learn how to fly, but she could do it immediately without without any training, none because she's a woman. It's just horrible. So. Now you have Marvel, you have Captain Marvel two coming out. They fired those directors, by the way. So those two, that 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 uh, boyfriend girlfriend team, or two friends and all that male female team, um, they they're out of, they're out of the picture, and they hired out this other woman here. Uh, what is her name? Let me try to get it for you. Okay, I'm going to murder her name here. It's called her name is Nia DaCosta. It's probably not how you pronounce it, but then that's how it's N I A D A C O S T A. So Nia DaCosta. Um, all she does is write black empowerment movies. And she doesn't even have really good experience of directing any type of feature movie. Now, she's going to be directing the new Candyman. And that's being produced by Jordan Peele. And again, when Jordan Peele does anything, it's only all about black power. And, you know, again, he, 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 does, he does a really good job with horror movies. Some of, like, you know, the last couple, I, I think uh, um, Us, that, that, that movie... It was okay, you know. People gave it a little much too power, you know, too too much credit and all that, you know. But um, <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot of problems with that movie. I can get into later on. But anyway, you know, he, he's all about black empowerment, and that's fine. He will only hire out black people to work on his movie set, and I think that's racist. Imagine if you had a white guy who said, "I'm going to only hire out white people," or a Chinese person, "I'm going to only hire out Chinese people." So, you know, again, you know, Jordan Peele is, you know, she's, she's going to be hiring out Nia DaCosta to, um, to direct Candyman. And uh, again, she's only hiring her out because she's black. Is, is she good? I have no idea. But she's going to be directing now Captain Marvel 2. And she comes from a horror movie background. Now, she may be actually be good. So we don't know. We'll see how good Candyman is. I think if Candyman flops and is horrible, she will get fired from Captain Marvel too. Like you would not, like it would be faster than you can say, "Whoa!" So, and and Disney, they're not they're they will fire directors pretty quick if they don't like them. Um, they they did that to James Gunn, right? And they did that to that other guy who was who directed um Solo. They did it to him while the while the shooting was being completed. By the way, they they, they fired him. So um, they're you know they're, they're they won't hesitate if she doesn't do a good job on Candyman, they'll get rid of her. So anyway, that's it for now. Um, for the news right now. Oh, one more thing. Oh, one more thing. No, hold on. One more thing. They have a, a, on Disney Plus next year. I think January fifteenth. There'll be a there'll be a show called WandaVision. 
and this takes place after Endgame, and um, it's going to be a miniseries. So, and it includes Vision and Wanda. So you remember, Vision died. So, and right now, Wanda is caught in this alternative world where it's almost like a sitcom, and Vision is alive. But it, it's almost as though maybe Vision is dead, and she has to get out of this out of this fake world. We'll see what happens because Vision is still dead, right? I'm not sure. Maybe he's alive in some way. It's going to be interesting. I took a look at the trailer. It's available. The trailer is available on YouTube. Um, they got a new one out, and it starts off where she's in a black and white sitcom. Then it goes to color, and then it starts, you know, saying she starts questioning the reality of, of everything, and it's pretty darn good. It, it looks really, really good. In fact, it looks um, and um, so we'll see what happens. I really hope it turns out to be something really spectacular. All right, now I'm finished. Now I'm finished. And uh, now you can have a good weekend. So thanks for listening. If you like me, um, follow me on Google, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. I'm also on Anchor as well. That's where I, where I originate. So um, just look for Barbecue 2 Movies, and I'm right there. All right, guys. Talk to you later.